Hey guys, you're listening to Mustangology, your go-to source for all things Mustang. Be sure to follow along on your favorite podcast streaming network. What is up, guys? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Just coming in straight. Hello. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm going to start this one off strong. Okay. The post that you did today of the... I'm sure everyone's seen it. You <laughs> the know, the earthquake, the earthquake, you know, everyone's seen the girl putting on the makeup and the earthquake hits. And I think your meme says something about like, is it when your neighbor's camming? Yeah. Yeah. When like, you're, uh, when you, when your neighbor is cam day F <laughs> <laughs> actually, I saw it. P mass, uh, the people who make those intakes. Yeah. They, uh, they, I think that, yeah, they're, they're the originators of it. And I just saw it and posted it. I couldn't stop laughing. That was literally hilarious. So if you have a cammed out car, be sure to uh, DM us a uh, a video of it. We'll for sure post it because that is great. Because actually, speaking of cammed, when I was at uh, Mustang Memories, that uh, some old rowdy fox body came on by, which I'll post here. Just in a, I'll post it right now. Actually, <laughs> you guys can check it out. Actually, I don't know when you guys are actually going to listen to this. Yeah. So I'm just going to post it during the release, <laughs> right? Yeah, it'll just be goes. something up. I don't know. Clearly, put it on cle- the story. clearly, yeah. <laughs> clearly, we don't we don't know how this podcast thing works. Not everyone listens at the same time. Yeah, or but, uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that. No, yeah, it's all right. It'll be up there somewhere. Just just look for it out in the Instagram AF. atmosphere. Cam AF. Speaking of AF, this is really funny. So, like, anytime I see my camera, um, like autofocus, autofocus I yeah. always think like focus or AF. what it will say. It'll say like auto. Yeah, auto. AF or like my dryer will say uh, AF and it's like airflow. And I just think I laugh so hard because it's like means it's hot. So I think hot as fuck. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Oh, all right. Let's talk Mustang. Let's get away from the old AF. We're going to be talking about Mustangs today, of course. Mustangology. And who, who are we having the pleasure to have? Our boy LTH Steve. LTH (laughs) underscore Steve, right? Yes. Up on the gram, Steve's awesome. Like literally, probably one of the most genuine guys I know and met in the Mustang industry. Straightforward, and this dude hooked me up with a sweet hat and t-shirt. So I'm 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 easily bribed. Like you don't even have to buy me a drink. Just throw me a hat and a t-shirt, and I'm in. So dang, that's easy. I know, right? All right, let's see. Hopefully, I'm still connected. Um, let's roll. Oh, look at this. (laughs) Jay Aaron's on it. What's up? Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> what up? I'm just picturing you right now in front of your uh, Instagram live setup. So that's why <laughs> I had the little giggle. That's funny. Where are you at? My rental. My rental? At the crib. Yeah. Down in SC. Um, mm-hmm. So welcome. This is the Mustangology <laughs> Podcast. My name is Jaron Cole. <laughs> this, is, this is official as I'll get out. Official AF. Other for those who don't know. <laughs> LTH underscore Steve. No, you have to introduce yourself. No, I'm gonna remain T-Dog, anonymous right? for this one. Yeah, Trevor, hanging out here. All right, so uh, Steve, introduce yourself. I'm Steve. <laughs> hey, Steve. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Steve, uh, go Rob, give him a follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Simple as that. End yeah. of story. We can end this now. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> No, but seriously, uh, work for LTH or LTH Exhaust, full name, Wonky Petters. 
through it. You want me to go into what we do or what? Yeah, what want? of course. Tell, this yeah, is your this is your time to shine. Yes, sir. My turn. My time. Okay. So for those who don't know, Longtooth Headers started out in Baltimore, uh, moved to South Carolina about a year ago. I came on the company beginning of this year, pretty much to help get their presence known in the Mustang community. Um, everything we do is 2005 through 2019 Mustangs, uh, GT500, GT, um, and Resonant Lead Pipes for 350s. We're expanding our uh, exhaust systems into the F-150 side, so the Coyotes, and we're going to go into GM and Mopar as the days and months go on. But for now, nice. Mustang is our bread and butter. All I really care about and go from there. Nice. Um, quick, quick thing about it, though. It's a 304 stainless steel that we use in all of our piping, American made, nothing done in China. American. Um, yep. Different size depending on what you want, how much horsepower you're doing it. The big thing that makes us different than everyone else with our stainless steel piping is we use what we call a Titan finish. That Titan finish is actually a reinforcement and steel strengthening process that we do to it that will clean up the wells, smooth out the pipes, and makes the pipe last as long as the vehicle. Um, the main purpose of this process and the way the company works is we want the exhaust to last as long as the vehicle, um, not temporary. The reason we don't ceramic coating is as much as it helps with heat, it eats up wells and deteriorates the, the tubing over time. The Titan finish does not do that, keeps the heat in, and like I said, strengthens the, the material. And it actually gives a different, unique sound and how it does because the thickness of the changes as well. So you're not going to get that tingy raspiness that. Uh, thinner exhaust will do. So basically, you're saying size does matter. Mm. Just like she said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tiffany sounded yeah. really good. <laughs> no, um, the reason that the size does matter is technically it is the longest long tube header on the market. Um, we can claim that because of the, again, length of the collector and the piping after it, and we have a shorter X pipe in. We do that because one, sound, two, the the horsepower gains are all, all at collector. For people who don't know, the collector is where all the horsepower is gained anyways, no matter what brand and what are you looking at. And the design of it, the spike inside of it, how the gases combine to, into the, the piping used, whether it's three inch, factors, whatever it is, uh, that's where your horsepower is going to be. And we do that to give you a different range of power. We see, like ours will see more down low and mid range and up top on torque and horsepower, which is the best part about them. Definitely. And and with all that performance, you guys have a pretty stout warranty as well. Yeah. Um, everything we have is a lifetime structural warranty. Um, for anything that we do, no matter how long it is, on the person that buys it. If you buy and use, you're, you know, I can't really say much, can't see what happens. But if you we have receipts that will 100% cover any problems that happens with the integrity, structural, presence of the material gotcha and if someone wanted to obtain lth where do they go website do they do we have dealers you we have multiple dealers um it's actually picking up i don't want to say just one because i, I don't want to say a bunch and forget yeah. one so i'm just going to say we have dealers all over uh, if you want to go directly it's uh longtubeheaders.com simple as that yeah there you go and then they can search a dealer near them what mm-hmm. what's one of your newest uh, products on the market? <clears throat> Excuse me. The latest, latest, latest thing that we just did uh, for appearance wise is this uh, laser engraved American flag tips. Um, that's just to give people more America. 
uh, as we like to do it. Um, but performance-wise, we just released our TT350 Resonator lead pipe. Very um, nice. Do you have a clip yeah. of that? We do. All right. On our YouTube page, which is you go to YouTube and do long tube headers or LTH exhaust. Okay. If you want to find it quicker. And we'll we'll grab a couple of clips from you and uh, drop it on the podcast Instagram so people can check it out here in the mm-hmm. future or the past. Yeah, if so. we have to, if we have time travelers, you know. <laughs> no, besides that, we just did, you know our true dual exhaust um, for the eighteen nineteens, which we're actually in the middle of testing, which you can hear at Mustang Week on mine um, and the CJ Pony parts. They're um, the smoke show car. Mm-hmm. Um, we're testing Bill's our- car. Yeah, the well, CJ's yeah. car built that Bill be having. When did, yeah, when did they install those? Has it been uh, on there for a while? Or? No, he installed those. It was like a week ago, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. So I haven't um, heard it yet. But No, no. They, we literally, uh, right after, I would say, about a month ago, we wanted to come out with this new muffler um, that's pretty much quiet when you're cruising with a little bit of tone. And when you're when you go wide, when you want to get it, play around with it, you're going to get all the exhaust tone that you want. That's not overpowering and quiet enough when you're cruising around with no drone. So it's like the angry commuter. You can like commute, and then if you want to get yep. angry, let it let yeah, it wide like open. Let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> if you want everyone to know you're coming, they'll know you're coming without like pissing everybody off. <laughs> um, and it's going to be quiet as hell, drivable with the windows up, six gear, 80, 70 miles an hour, 2,000 RPM, no drone type of field. Dang, this dude's um, very precise on his numbers. Dang, I like it, though. Because that is where drone is. For people who don't know, if you get drone at 2,000 and 2,500 RPM, and it just sounds like the earth is shaking, there's your drone. Um, but no, we really, really worked on them. I, like I said, we put a set on mine because I had the, our full exhaust system. Um, drove it around. I fell in love with the sound of it. Put took the same mufflers, put them on the CJ's car with has stock caps on it, um, and see how it is. And Bill was very very happy with it, so we'll have both of them on display at Mustang Week. Which Mustang Week is going to be this week? <laughs> Next week? Oh, yeah. Well, no, uh, when no. we release this, when we think release, we're release it, yeah. <laughs> it'll be this uh, week. <laughs> oh, this week? Okay, yeah. whatever. It yeah, is. come on. Um, <laughs> Um, but no, it'll be uh, like you can hear him in my booth, you can hear him in CJ's booth. Which to give you a little plug, you know, that red floor that's sitting on top of CJ's car. Yeah. So, give it a little oomph. Actually, um, but which the blowers actually give more sound to it for people who don't know. So, and it actually was very tolerable. So I'm really excited about that. So we kind of talked about, you know, what you got going on and what you do over at Long Tube Headers. Uh, what, like, Basically, we ask everyone, you know, what's your you know, Mustang story? So, what's like, what got you into Mustangs, or where did it all begin for you? Okay, so this happened back. I think I was seventeen, or so. Yeah, I was late to the party. There's a lot um, of things that happen at seventeen. Yes, it sounded like lot. you're going a different different route with this story. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, honestly, of course, when I was seventeen, it was freaking uh, like 1999, 2000. So I'm old, but um. A friend of mine picked up an 86 Mustang and he called me up and he's like, dude, you know, get over here. I just bought a car. You got to see this thing. And at the time, I didn't give two shits about Mustang. Oh, excuse my language. Um, okay, I didn't okay. care. We'll just I, I didn't, Yeah, I didn't care. Um, and I go over there. It's an 86. 
got a 302 um, fully built freaking stroker motor in this thing, all motor, um, T5, built T5 at the same time, 355s, had no interior in this thing. And I'm laughing at, laughing at my friend, like, you bought a car with no interior. Like, this is so stupid. It's loud and it's obnoxious. Like, why'd you buy this? Um, he's like, just, just come for a ride with me. He took me on a beat run. And the sound, and it, that, was, that, was, that was full master one series. So you can, a push rod built with freaking pretty much straight pipes. Rowdy AF. Um, oh, yeah. And I fell in love. I couldn't believe the sound of it, how it felt. Two weeks later, I had my first Mustang. What What was it? What'd you 89. Buy? 89. 89 yep. Dang, went in with a I learned real body. quick, and I wrote, learned real quick how those automatics were horrible back then. But what, um, what was your first modification? The first thing too was Blowmasters. Blowmasters, before yep. or after the fuzzy dice. <laughs> I mean, <what>? actually, <laughs> after the Blowmasters, like I bought the car the next day, I bought the Blowmasters. Yeah. And then like two days later, I did like the big pony in the back window because I thought that was so cool back then. Heck yeah. Was it a hatch or a notch, or a coupe? It was a hatch. People say, "What kind of shoes were you? Ro- what kind of shoes were you rocking back then, driving this car?" Shoes just, just for those people. Nah, he was wearing flip flops, no shoes. Now <laughs> 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 Florida boy. Yeah, no, no crap. Um, dude, I can remember what I was wearing back then. Because the like pumps? a month later, like a month later, I swore in and joined the Marine Corps, so it's like head shave. No, that was I, I actually so. 2000, it was 2000, 2001 as well, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that time then. But yeah, so I wore boots for a long time. We'll say that. That's, those, those were my shoes, boots. <laughs> That's awesome. So what, uh, you know, kind of got the, the story at the beginning. So what are some of the other Mustangs you own? Because I remember when I was over at your house, when me and Tiffany were down there, I remember you showing me, like, you had a Celine, you had a 0509 that was in a magazine and stuff like that. So kind of touch base on those. So the Mustang became part of me. Um, like instantly, like hooked on them. Went to the boot camp, got stationed out in San Diego, where I bought my 97 um, convertible. And I was like, oh, I bought a convertible leather Celine. I'm the coolest guy in the world. Um, not realizing how crappy of a car they were, but they were still fun. Um, I love the look of the SN. Like it was my one of my favorites for a long time, but even though they were slow. Um, had fun with that car. Hung around Mustang Club out there. Got out of the Marines. Moved back to Mass. Actually, right before I moved back, I ended up selling the, that bought an 01 Cobra, um, which was probably one of my favorite cars ever owned. Drove that across the country, and tell you what, driving through Colorado and Montana, twisty roads and 01 Cobra, that's full suspension, everything like that. It's so much fun. Um, from there, got back. Car got into an uh, got actually got hit by a drunk driver, so that car got let that car go once they fixed it. Bought the 05. Threw the kitchen stick at that car because um, I was in love with that body style when it was first came out. Yeah, it was very and retro. So I bought, yep, I, I bought that in 2007. Um, and I just, like I said, threw the book out of it. Vortex, built motor, freaking GT500 fuel systems, all drag suspension. I just went to town in that car. That car became what really set me off into the Mustang community where I really wanted to get involved with it. Go to events. That's when I started going to Mustang Week. But that happened. I deployed when I deployed to Iraq in 2009. The Mustang became my safe haven, where if I was having a really crappy day, I would just look at parts, read stuff, final things like when, buy things, send it to the shop that was 
redoing the car. Like it, it became my pastime, my hobby, my passion. And in this, in a way, kept me alive overseas. So come back, car's done, start bringing the Mustang week. I think my first Mustang week was 2010. Um, same here. Or 11. What's that? Yeah, yeah same I think here. It was yeah, I went 2010. Um, and it was the first year because I got good friends with the guy, Dave, who works at Streetcar, uh, Streetcar 1320. He did all the T-shirts, which he actually still does the T-shirts for Mustang week. He had a booth parked in his booth with it. I thought it was the coolest guy in the world already being in that. Um, and then from there, just excelled. And um, I didn't, I wanted to work in the industry. I started working at a speed shop up in Massachusetts called Des Racing, which is more based around full-on drag racing Mustangs, uh, X275, uh, Ultra Street, like classes like 8th Mile, or just badass, badass cars. Um, from there, and I'm moving to Florida because I just I couldn't deal with snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I just I hate snow. I got sick of it. Got a job working at Blow by Racing, which I worked there for a few years, and that's what really put me into the industry. My first time doing the sales gig, yada yada yada. From there, um, I had an accident with the 05 and a total in the car. Sadly, but. Um, in the in the lieu of it, I ended up buying a 2013 Mustang. Um, threw the kitchen sink on that car. Actually, not really much. Just had some fun with it, basic stuff. Um, when the 15 came out, I actually got to drive. The first time ever seeing or touching a 15 was I drove one from New Jersey to West Palm, and I fell in love with the car. About a month later, I owned one. Where I had that, threw the kitchen sink of that car. Once 18 came out, bought the 18, and here we are. So what are you doing on the 18 now? Where do I start? Um, obviously, the E-Force is on there. Um, I just put on um, the ceiling bumper on the front of it. What'd um, you... Uh, the, the car. <laughs> what'd you... <laughs> so what bumper did you have on there before the saline? <laughs> I had the badass Roush one. <laughs> Okay, so all seriousness, and and I genuinely, this is the coolest part about Mustangology is because it's like we can get this information out there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What is the reason, main reasoning that you chose to go from Roush to Saline? Is it change of the look, cosmetic? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say there's there's I can't announce it yet. What's going on? Yeah, you if that doesn't give away what I'm gonna say. I don't know what does. Okay, um, but we're working with companies in the sense of that. Like, I, I, I can't announce it yet. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, th- I, I think we can read, read between the yeah, lines. Yeah, it? read between the lines. That's yeah. what it is. It's, it's not a hard feeling. It's been like, I mean, I'll say it straight up, honestly. Um, the Roush company, I've been fans of working with them since I bought my 15. I first person to install the quad rear balance on a base bumper, rear bumper. Um. I was the first person to test the 18 stuff on a base bumper and make it work and everything. Um, so it's like, it's, it's, you have to do with what the industry has you do. Yep, definitely. And it's, it's, and it's not a disrespectful thing. It's not like, Oh, this sucks. I'm swapping over now because there's parts of it that I was cursing. <laughs> yeah. That I didn't want to do. Yeah. But it's, you have to. No, I understand. 
No, completely. So, and that's that's the cool part about about these Mustangs. There's so many outlets to go. Oh yeah. I mean, and yeah. and, and keeping up with the industry, and not so much even keeping up with the industry or staying ahead of the industry. I mean, make, making changes and swaps on your car. And it also even helps from, I mean, you have a pretty large following on, on Instagram, at least I know. I don't, I don't know of any other platform if you do YouTube on the side or anything. Or, but, no, uh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, yeah, your uh, Instagram is, is packed with followers. And so it, it's cool because I obviously, I met you as your car. It's so funny because you know everyone has their car, I feel like, yeah. until you meet them in, meet them in person. I, but, and it was funny. I think that the way that also is that I met you at the uh, Ponies in the Smoky show yep. when Jared and I were talking with one. Uh, I sold an engine cover to what the guy said. It's, that's the kind of things that we like to do. Yep. And that was that to me was like one of the coolest moments I've had since I've owned a Mustang. Oh heck yeah, well, that's pretty cool. And it's the fact that you know Jared was right there to hear it was awesome. It's it, and, and it's that's when we got to meet right afterwards because like that's so cool. Yeah, no, definitely, and I guess that's that's the coolest part about these uh, being a, being being able to establish Instagrams is you're you're influencing others, and I mean, yep. And when you do your car right, just like yours, um, it's 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 really easy to kind of tip that uh, buyer into going with whatever products on your car, just because your car is is set up probably one of the yep. nicest that I've seen by far. Appreciate that, but. Uh, Pain in the ass, but it's fun, <laughs> as you guys would know. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's, I would say because I, social media is an awesome thing, but at the same time, it's the devil because <laughs> things happen so fast now that you have to keep up with it. And especially in the industry that if you're a day or two behind, you, you, you failed, you suck. Yep. And I think businesses, a lot of companies are starting to pick up on that. Finally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hate to use it because I absolutely think it's the ugliest car in the world. Look at the new Supra. That was released two weeks ago when you already got turbo kits, downpipes, guys going 10s. Yep. Like, it's, you you have to be fast now. Um, I'm getting out there, and companies have to stay in the ball with what's the latest and greatest. Otherwise, they're, they're forgotten tomorrow. It's yep. a good example. You know, Ford releases a new car, and every time you see this, you see a new car, everyone's like, oh, sweet, the new Mustang, the new 500 the new Roush, the new Cedar, the new Saline, the new RTO, whatever, the next day, Ford's already pushing, working on their next release because people are already over and they want the next thing already. Yeah. And I see that so much. Well, I mean, look at yeah. Chevy. I mean, Chevy, I got to give them tons of credit. Releasing the C8 stuff at that price right after the GT500 release was, like, that was brilliant by them. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. But I think the biggest thing in the in Mustang industry is the fact, and kind of like we said, there's so many different outlets. I mean, it's not only just accessories; it's performance. I mean, there's just as much performance upgrades as there are accessory. Oh yeah. And I don't think there's any other plat. There's no other platform out there that has that type of inventory no. on 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 both performance. No, the the Mustang. Setup. I mean, the Mustang, in my opinion, is the most modified car. In my opinion. Most definitely. Uh, and it started with a Fox I mean, body. Yep. It's, there's so many options, and, it, and that's the beauty of America. You have choices. Um, but if you look at like other manufacturers, you're very limited what you can buy. Or people don't want to evolve. They don't want. They just want whatever works. The Ford market, you there's so much options you can do. And everything can look the same but have one little difference to it, and you just brought a thousand more people on your side, oh, yeah. if not more, compared to the other thing. 
And like, you got to kind of give kudos to Ford for that too, because they actually, you know, they embrace that side of it. They know that Mustang, like they've got their thumb on the pulse when it comes to that stuff. Like they know people want to get out and customize them and change them and do this to it and do that. You know, like for the longest time, um, Dodge and Jeep and all that, they had like military grade, uh, like software on there. So people couldn't crack them and tune them. Like they just had it on lockdown and it's just like, it, it kills the whole aftermarket. Yeah. And if you think about it, like if you don't have people enjoying Chevy the modified, does that now too. Yeah, if Look you don't, the Z06. If you don't have people out there and enjoying the vehicle and changing it and doing stuff, like you're just shooting your own self in the foot. But but yep. Steve, how would you say from being an aftermarket company, doesn't that put a little bit more pressure on you guys because I I think that there's a fine line between releasing in a timely ma- manner but also the quality of the product, yeah. right? Yeah, and exactly. It's a lot of companies, I've noticed, especially being involved with it, and now that I'm on the manufacturing side of it, I see way more with companies because I, I, you pick on what people do, and you, you figure it out, or you just pay attention. And companies are so quick to jump on the market, they'll just release this, whatever they can do just to get it out there and make a quick buck. Um, and, and next thing you know, all those parts are falling apart. So they went from like the first to have it to having a really bad reputation. Yeah. It's very fast and a lot of the i say a lot of companies that take their time they release a part that lasts and people don't want to get rid of it or if they do get rid of it they're asking premium price yep um, that's it's but it's so hard again because of social media that if you don't have something now and then and out there the first person is you're gonna lose and it's gonna take a big hit and it's gonna take a while before people catch on to the other thing is good yeah. now like in my instance, instance, with the 500 coming out, my goal is to get all the data information I can get now, which I have good about 85% of it in my hands, of all the information about the headers on those things. Now, I, now that I say that, I actually want to bring it to the aftermarket manufacturer point of view. Ford does listen to what the customers are doing to the cars. And now they're adding them to them, though, to making it less modding, I've noticed. Yeah. Um, active exhaust is the biggest thing. Nobody, guys are buying active exhaust because they get their loud and they get their quiet. Yep. So a lot of companies, in my sense, are looking at, or what we're doing is, like on the new 500, we're just going to release headers for them. There's no need to swap out the catbacks on those cars. If you want to, we can look at it, but, you know, a three-inch piping with a five-inch dual tip, no one, that's already expensive as it is. Yeah, yeah, no, true. But um, the valves are super expensive to do aftermarket ones. Exactly, and I know the a lot, a lot of the companies that do it that do do it, they do they do well, but it's not like the non-active exhaust guys, where yeah. it's, you know your your base model guys is, are bread and butter when it comes to that because they they want to buy the cheapest one because they want to change it. There's the ones that manufacturers want to work with, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. But if you buy the parts already in the car, you're less likely to get their attention because they already got what they wanted. Yep. Makes sense. So, well, so like I was saying, like, it's, it's great what that Ford listens to the customers and they're changing stuff as simple as blacking out the emblems on the cars. Yeah. Or just, just stupid little things like that or tinting the, or wrapping the roofs or painting them. Yeah, painting they the saw roofs. It. Yeah. Like they saw that they were painting people were wrapping roofs, so they offered painting ones. It's like they, they, they pay it. I think Ford pays attention. To the customer base than any other manufacturer. Most definitely. I think um, even just like the Mustang platform, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and, you know, staying staying on like the aftermarket side, 
and this is like a especially a good question for a lot of people that are just now maybe getting in, into the industry or they just bought an 18 what would be the first modification and you can't say LTH just <laughs> something else what is the first um, aftermarket upgrade or upgrade that you're going to do to an 18 plus Mustang an 18 plus Mustang honestly is lower it lower it lower it yep right, if you do don't you... buy the mag if you didn't but no then again if you buy a magnet ride you don't need to do that yeah um, or if you're running on super skinny stock wheels it's gonna look it's gonna look <laughs> weird yeah yeah I, I don't the first thing i did to my car like i literally bought my 18 brought to my friend's house swapped up the cat back um and lowered the car yep the first two things i did to the car and that's before i bought i got wheels on it which was like two days later um but I, to me, lowering it is one of the first things I would do. Yep. Um, I, I love the way they look already, so there's not too too much to change unless you want to get into your own personality. Yeah. But I think lowering them, making them handle better. Yep. Obviously, a nice tire and a good wheel of your choice um, will help you stick out to yep. everybody. Do you but have... to me, lowering the car is one of the first one things I do. Do you have a specific yeah. kit? For lowering? Lowering kit? Yeah, which one would you choose? When it comes to spring or coilover? Let's go coilover. Coilover? You guys have some nice stuff. I'll, say, I'll straight up kiss the ass on that one. Um, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can test, um, testify to it. It is very nice. I mean, I, I actually think it handles way better than Petters. Yeah. <laughs> I will straight up say that. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Roush brand for coilovers, hands down. Hey, I really, um, I didn't, I didn't expect that. I really didn't. I'm dead serious. I was not fishing good. for that. No, I've, so I appreciate no, that. <laughs> no, I've driven, I've driven just about everything you can do. And for comfort, like I was looking going that route, but the problem is I changed stuff so much. That's why I didn't. Yeah. But, um, that's what, that's what I would go with. Now for lowering springs, it's such a personal preference on those things because you got linear, progressive, whatever people want. Me, I'm, I like comfortable, enjoyable rides. Um, there's two sets of springs I really like to really like. Um, CJ Pony Parts has their own house springs, or they sell a Celotex, I think they're called. Um, I have those on my 15 and my 18, and they ride freaking awesome. Probably yeah. one of the best riding springs I've ever been on. Besides that, I'm actually a fan of the BMR springs. Okay. And Steta springs. Both of those are probably closer to the same thing in my opinion. Yep. Um, I would I wouldn't say no to either one of them, but for the top on the drop, the ride quality, I would say the the Celotex springs on CJ Pony Parts sells. All right. Well, there you go, guys. So if you're uh, in the 18 market, first first upgrade, you want to jump on uh, suspension. There's there's your route. But secretly, he wants you to get a LTH exhaust axle back. Yeah, first. <laughs> so yeah, give him a call. First. Well, the, the, the second one I'm gonna say to do is vertical links. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that on mine. It was horrible. Yep. Yep. Wheel the hop. vertical links. There is. What about Steeda? What do you think of Steeda's kit? The stop the hop. Stop. I have most of it on my car now. I have a combination of BMR and Steeda on my 18 now. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty freaking happy with it. The the biggest thing you need to look at when it comes to the stop the hop kit, which it will stop the hop. Yeah. Hence the name. Um. You're going to get a lot more NVH. Yep. You're going to get noises. Like I tell people that if you want to enjoy your car and just drive it, vertical links and IRS inserts yep. 
are the two most basic things you can do with those cars. Then after that, some IRS braces. Yep. Because that's where the flex happens in that unibody. Yeah, sloppy. Um, but those are the only three suspension mods anyone needs to do unless you want to go freaking full retard or just you don't care. Yep. In my opinion. Yeah, definitely. So, I, I've ridden in, in a few different cars with the Cita, the full Steeda uh, stop the hop kit. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't completely terrible. I mean, I I personally like a little bit looser of a setup, but that's more I guess driving style. But yeah, I mean, I people complain about MVH and all this stuff, and like I like to feel the road. I don't like yeah. to feel like I'm driving on a cloud. Yeah, that's for like sure. And, and you have to remember too, MVH depends on what tires. Some people buy all these things and they buy these seventy five dollar tires and then they're gonna get tons of road noise. <laughs> Man, and tons. they don't realize they have no shit. Like, like or you get into a really good tire, like they can still make road noise because of the compound. Yeah. It's just people don't realize that with it. But I mean the basic stuff that I said, you'll feel the road and it's still enjoyable. But yeah, I don't I, I don't drive a Cadillac. That's for yeah. damn sure. Exactly. Well I got I got one more question to close this out. Um Basically, if I gave you any amount of money and you could choose any Mustang out there, um, it could be built, it can be bought, it could be sitting in, in your friend's driveway. What Mustang would you choose? Any year, anything. Hmm. Pressure's on. Yeah. I'm going to start the clock. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to go with an 03 Mystic Chrome Saline. Oh, Ooh, but is it called Extreme Rainbow? Uh, Extreme Rainbow, Mystic Chrome, whatever it is. Yeah. three Cobra Saline. Um, I saw one of those when I lived up in Massachusetts, and I fell in love with it. Dang, so a Cobra Saline? Mm-hmm. Oh. Second option, you're going to be bad, is a 99 351 Saline. So if it if it is a Cobra Saline, then yeah, it would be Mystic Chrome. I'm really starting to read between the lines on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag if you want to get, if you want to get, if you want to get more into depth, I'm gonna go with the freaking OG Cobra Jet. Okay. So 68 Cobra Jet. Yeah. Nice. 427, 428, whatever. Rowdy, rowdy. That would be, that would be, like. I couldn't see you drive an old car though. No, either can I. Could. I. <laughs> I. I'm. I like. I see you like. I, the lower, convertible. Saline, I don't know. That I, fits him. Just, just like, just like we talked about, you know, someone from their car more than you know them. Yeah. But, yeah, like when I see Steve, I see his car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, I appreciate it, man, for uh, hanging out with us on uh, Mustang Algae Podcast, and uh, thanks for the free hat and T-shirt. You know that one time what? at uh, was it fifty-five year event? Yeah. This guy hooked me up. So appreciate it. I'll, I'll give you more, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want any more. <laughs> Wow! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll sport it all day long, all day long. I'll see. I'll see what happens. I must say. Whoa! Oh, fighting words. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I'll see you here in a couple days. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Awesome, man. So, all right, thanks. Appreciate man. it, Steve. We'll talk to you. How's it going, guys? See Later. You. See it. That is awesome. Steve's such a good guy. I mean, truly, he's one of those guys that you can just go out to a car show and you're guaranteed to have him yell at you. <laughs> Hey, what are you doing? So, Steve, he's the man. Give him a follow. LTH underscore Steve. Steve yep. I don't it might, it might be LTH underscore Saline in no time. <laughs> on, I'm just me, kidding. No, I think it is actually. It's LTH underscore underscore Steve. Oh, two underscores. I, yes. I mean, if you type in LTH, I'm pretty sure he just comes up. Yep. 
Yeah, he does. But go ahead and go give go give him a, him a follow. And while you're at it, go give us a follow at Mustangology Podcast. Follow us on Facebook. No, like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Follow on Instagram. Follow on the Insta. <laughs> and then do whatever you do in podcast to follow along to get notification for our next episode. Who's it going to be? Who's our next episode? We don't know. I'd like to get Who do you want it JTP. to be? Oh, JTP. Justin Pollock. Formula D pro drift driver power in that Roush performance. Yeah, I'm like, over here <laughs> plugging it. No, no. Yeah. Um, let's also maybe ask since we'll be up for a little bit. Let's ask. So either go on our Facebook, go on our Instagram, shoot us a DM comment, any way that you can get a hold of us. I mean, if you have our numbers, throw us a text and, uh, or if it's, you know, it doesn't have to be someone like <clears throat> not necessarily popular in the industry. Like even if you A-list have a, industry. Yeah, even if you have a, a friend or yourself that has, that has a, cool a cool story, story you yeah. want to share, yeah, that'd be awesome. We need to get that one guy back on about the, it was a 60, 66 Mustang, and he pulled a, tra- a 14-foot travel trailer. Oh, yeah. We need to bring that guy back. We'll, we'll tell that story later, so be sure to check out next episode. All right, guys, guys. We'll see you.